Hello and welcome to Real Life Ghost Stories, episode one. Are you excited? I am excited, yeah. Really excited. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that really conveys your excitement. I am Emma and Real Life Ghost Stories is exactly what it says on the tin. It is about real life ghost stories. I am really interested in how people perceive the paranormal. And I'm just scared of everything. Yeah, and Dan is um, the opposite of that. He is literally just scared of everything. So his perspective is always going to be that it's paranormal. Always. Always. No matter what happens, it's paranormal. But our plan for this podcast is to hear people's real life ghost stories and also speak to people who absolutely do not believe in the paranormal. But for our first episode, we're just going to let you get to know us a little bit. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I, you can't see me nodding, but I, I did a very firm nod yeah, they can't of agreement. See um, so I'm Emma. And I'm Dan. And let's get cracking. The first thing we're going to do, actually, is do a review for you on a TV show that we have recently finished. We'll probably do a review every week because we spend a lot of our time watching ridiculous paranormal stuff. Most of it I just hate. And I um, love it all, every bit of it. And Dan loves it all, which is obviously why it's good to get. Apart to from that one with Evelyn, because that's that nonsense. Oh, most most haunted. haunted, yeah. She's got like two hundred people running around her house and then wondering why there's noises. It's a bit weird, really. But I mean, I, I'd argue the same thing for Ghost Adventures. No, but... there's only three of them, four of them. Are there? Yeah. Do you remember when we watched Demon House and there was loads of people in it? Yes, I do. But that was a movie, so they had to make it. Okay, right. Add more people. Sorry, but our first review is Haunting of Hill House. It is a series on Netflix. It's got 10 episodes. Everyone is talking about it. I kept seeing it everywhere. So all over my Facebook feed was Haunting of Hill House, how scary it was, how people were like vomiting and dying while they were watching it. At present, it's got about 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good. And no related deaths either, as far as I'm aware. Nobody has actually died from watching it so far. (laughs) I thought you meant... I thought you meant like within the cast. No, I was no, like, no, it's no, not no. The I, meant, I meant from watching it. Or was it The Exorcist where somebody died? Yeah, and The Crow. That wasn't really a horror film, though. I don't know. I've never seen it. It's a good film. Um. So what was what was your thoughts? Oh, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was really good. Um. I think it's one of those things you the, you run the risk of overhyping, um, which is really common with the Netflix slash Facebook era. Every time they release something that's scary, it's the scariest thing that's ever featured on Netflix ever. But this one was actually really good. It was suitably terrifying, is my description. <laughs> yeah, it was. There was plenty of times when we when we both really jumped while we were watching it. I really liked it. I did have, like, issues with it. So the guy who plays the dad is... Is a terrible actor. Timothy Hutton is his name. Ah, look at that yeah. for research. Yeah, you see, yeah. did some research. But the, the, the series is based around one family and it, it dips between their past and their present. And in their past, they lived in the very haunted Hill House. It's all about how that um, has impacted their present. And it's really interesting to watch the characters grow up and stuff. But, I mean, they should have just got the same guy to play the dad the whole way through because, my God, he was awful. He was... <laughs> unbelievably bad it was like the guy was 
playing I said this to Emma when we were watching it, it was like the guy was playing Nicolas Cage playing the father if that makes sense that's how bad it was which was a really weirdly accurate yeah. of <laughs> I'd be interested to hear how, how many of you <laughs> agree with that yeah it was pretty awful but also the, the other thing that really wound me up and I, I ended up losing focus because I do lose focus really quickly but nobody by the end of the series nobody seemed capable of having a normal conversation no everybody spoke in really drawn out monologues yeah. that were really weirdly poetic it was like it was like a, a stage play by the end of it and you know everybody had their moment in the limelight but nobody had a normal conversation yeah i mean it was one of those things that <laughs> potentially could have been done in, in like a feature length movie there was a lot of stuff like emma said when they're doing pointless monologues where you're just like well they're doing that so they can get 10 episodes out of this but i still think it was really a good idea to make it a series rather than a film because they were able to explore some things that you wouldn't have been able to do in the space of a movie is my opinion anyway yeah i think in terms of the horror genre like it really it was really good because it moved away from that sort of gratuitous violence that that kind of seems to be i don't know a little bit indicative of the horror genre at the moment yeah. like you know american horror stories like obviously really good but it does have a lot of sex and violence and i think it was kind of trying to play on that game of thrones everybody can watch it but it's a little bit risque type yeah. thing but this was very subtle and also what if you do watch it if you if you have watched it or are watching it at the moment watch out for all the ghosts in the background so many yeah we so many more than we them. even noticed we did notice some of them because there was a there was a, a particular moment where a woman appeared in the background which freaked me out because she's horrendous looking um i thought she was going to play a part in the story but she wasn't she was just one of the ones in the background um, but do keep a lookout for them because that is a little nice little niche of it. That's not even the right word. Nuance. Yeah, nuance. Better. Hey, still begins with then. <laughs> Ends in a C. No, it doesn't. <laughs> oh. I was going to say something really relevant as well. I'm, I'm concerned as oh, how relevant some of the fear. No, yeah, because some of the fear that it creates is based off the anticipation that you know it is a horror film or horror series. And so it's that anticipation of what's going to be horrific about it, which makes it quite tense at moments. Let's be honest, everybody's going to binge it in one sitting anyway. <laughs> yeah, we we had to kind of space it out a bit so because we both work. It wasn't possible to stay up at three o'clock in the morning. But had we started it. watching on the Saturday, it might have been done in one sitting. Yeah, that's true, actually. That's very true. But yeah, so absolutely would recommend. Go and watch it if you haven't already and if you're wondering what all the fuss is about. Um just, yeah, keep an eye out for those monologues and uh, Timothy Hutton cannot act. But interestingly, find out today, the guy who plays the dad in the past is Elliot from E.T. That blew my mind. Craziness. I knew he looked familiar, but I just couldn't place it. I also don't know why I didn't play the older dad either. I don't know why they got another actor in to do that. But Interesting fact about me, E.T. absolutely petrified me as a child. Like, I mean... To a degree where I would lie in bed and be terrified that that E.T. was going to come through my door. You know the bit where he leaves down like the, is it M&M's or Skittles or whatever? Yeah, what is it? It's M&M's, isn't it? I think it might be M&M's. But anyway, whatever he leaves down for him, I thought that was going to happen to me. Even though I had not left a trail of anything. The probability was quite high, I'd imagine. What, that I was going to have E.T. come through my door? Not just any alien, but actually Actual E.T. I was just so terrified of it. And that's probably still why I hate any talk of aliens to this day i just can't bear it it freaks me out so much and i mean it was a biopic about a real life character from the star wars universe so you're so annoying <laughs> um so what we're what what i'd like to talk about today is my paranormal experience and i don't really this is really hard i i do believe in ghosts but i don't believe in 
most ghost stories. Is that a fair thing to say? Absolutely. Yeah. So when we watch things like Ghost Adventures... Which is obviously 100% true all the time. Yeah, I mean, sure. Do you hear that um, little girl? <laughs> <laughs> if you pick that up on the mic, it was definitely our neighbours. Dan likes to believe... I think you like to believe everything. I do like to believe everything. I'm a little bit sceptical about some things that Ghost Adventures do. Like, I don't see the point of that little stick man camera that's just... Oh, that uh, motion, oh look, there's a ghost standing next to you dancing. Woohoo! And it's like a stick man thing. But I'd like... Like, there's definitely some audible stuff on there where I'm a bit like, ooh, that's a bit odd. Yeah, and there the is... There is, but I also... We're not going to talk about Ghost Adventures now no, because not, the, we could do a whole episode on that. But the point is, is that I, I I, believe in ghosts, but I don't believe in most ghost stories. I think that's what makes it a little bit interesting for me to talk about people, people's paranormal experiences because people often are quite polarised. They either really believe it because they have a story or they absolutely refuse to believe it and try and find an explanation for everything. I think there's two opposite opinions on the whole thing yeah i also think there's some there's like three there's almost three scenarios so there's the people that have seen something and believe it and there's people that haven't seen anything and go against it and then there's people that like to think that they've seen something that go 100 percent on board and get a lot of stuff screwed skewed askew askew um because i tend to find like the people with the most believable stories are the ones that are really understated so they won't be like, oh, yeah, like, I believe in ghosts. But they'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure. But this one time I saw like this headless woman and she touched me. And you're like, oh. And I still have a scar to this day. Yeah, and and like, then I died and I'm actually a ghost. That kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of thing. I mean, <laughs> at least three people have told me that story. So Really? Yeah. That's mad. Yeah. I cannot believe you met so many dead people. Yeah, you're like time. that kid from The Sixth Sense. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to tell you my ghost story. This is the reason that I believe in ghosts because I, I couldn't, I still can't find any explanation for it. And even talking about it now makes me feel a bit funny. But I used to work in basically a Victorian asylum. Um, I started working there when I was 17. And I mean, you're that old. I oh, because I've never heard that before. And do you know what other joke I've heard so many times? Oh, you used to work there. Don't you, are you sure you weren't a patient? A bit of Shutter Island going on there. Oh, don't, because then I'll get paranoid. <laughs> no, that was I'm actually joking. the case. It's not the case, I don't think. <laughs> it might be. Okay. Um, but I used to work in a Victorian asylum, and I'm actually 28, thank you, for, for all you people that are wondering if I am a Victorian ghost. I'm not. This is actually a really strong EVP session. It's not a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. This is proof of the paranormal. I'm actually, I'm actually dead. And I started working there in, oh God, it was about 2007, maybe. The year that I started working there, they had had, um, I guess what you'd call an exorcism mass. So for those who don't know, I was raised in Ireland, which is obviously a very Catholic country. I mean, not so much anymore, but it's still essentially a Catholic country. They had had an exorcism mass. And while that sounds really dramatic and like people were being... It sounds really dramatic. Like I I want to know what an exorcism mass is because it sounds mental. It's not like... So, I mean, I wasn't there. I didn't witness this mass, but it wasn't like um, like the exorcist where people were like vomiting and, you know... I kind of imagined it like, you know, when you go up to take the sacrament like that, but instead of getting the sacrament, you just get the demons taken out of you. You just get holy water thrown yeah. in your face, like a surprise attack. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else is getting first holy communion and yeah. you're being like exercised. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not like that oh. at all. Sorry. 
they had this exorcism mass and and essentially um people had started to get really frightened of working the night shift at night time they would hear footsteps on the top floor so the building was was split into three floors and the top floor was a day room the middle floor was a dormitory and the bottom floor was a day room and dormitory so the top floor just wasn't used at night time and at about seven o'clock in the evening the doors would be locked and nobody would be allowed in there again but people started hearing footsteps at night time and stuff was getting moved around and people started to get really freaked out and I guess for me it felt like a lot of it was perpetuated by stories. So people would hear footsteps and then they'd go, ah, but a patient was murdered on the stairs, which is true, that did happen. But if you hear footsteps that could be coming from anywhere and then somebody tells you a patient was murdered, you immediately go, that's it. We're all going to die. Absolutely. We're all haunted. This is terrible. That uh, Christchurch says the tall building there called the Fisher building or something like that. Oh yeah, I'm always in there. With the light. No, it's on the original campus, isn't it? No, no, I know. The Fisher building. So With the, the light tower, on the top, yeah. yeah. So they always leave the light on the top there, and they say it's because a student committed suicide. And if you look at the right time, you can see it goes. I think it's just they forget to turn it off, but it makes a cooler story, doesn't it? And people can make the connection. Yeah, and when people make that connection, if you put it into an atmosphere that is violent and aggressive and sometimes dangerous, it it kind of becomes these mad stories, and it's easier to believe them. So my mum used to work in the same in the same building, and she worked nights and never heard a thing. But I think if she would, my mum would just be like, up. Oh, whatever <laughs> don't care not interested no demon would ever try and possess my mum because <laughs> she's too scary oh no um yeah so people used to say like there was sadness built into the walls and i think there was like the way the patients were treated in in you know the victorian times and much later was horrendous so awful things happened and patients did die in awful circumstances and i think that all allowed people to orchestrate a narrative where there were you know ghosts running around upstairs but when I was speaking to nursing staff about this, one of them said to me, oh, no, I've seen it happen. And I said, what do you mean? Me being kind of interested in what he had to say. And at night time, there was two male um, staff nurses on and they heard footsteps and furniture moving upstairs. So they both went upstairs to make sure nobody had broken in because obviously you're in a place with lots of medication. Nothing was wrong when they went upstairs so they turned on all the lights and some of the furniture had been moved around and they were getting a little bit freaked and then this nurse his name was alan was said that he literally watched the light panel on the wall he watched each switch go off one by one and the lights go off i would never go back to work again if i they (laughs) ever so they decided you know to go back downstairs and just pretty much ignore it but he was really freaked out by it and then the nurse that was with him had been there a long time and he was like oh the house, the place is haunted and you know who knows it could have been just a story but I worked there for I think it was nearly five years in the end I never had any paranormal experiences like there was parts of the building because the building was enormous the parts there was parts of the building that made me feel uncomfortable and made me feel weird but nothing nothing that couldn't be put down to being alone in a massive building. Yeah, that's scary enough at its own time, really, isn't it? Yeah, and it's a big old building yeah. that has all the old like fittings and looks terrifying. So it's 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 understandable to be a little bit freaked out when you're on your own. I mean, it probably was a demon, but... I mean, yeah, I mean, like, according to you, everything is a <laughs> demon. So I don't know if I can take what you say as Bible, to be honest. Interesting turn of phrase there, talking about demons and Bibles. But anyway. Oh, uh, don't. <laughs> so there, was, there were places that you were a bit uncomfortable in. Yeah, there were, yeah. But you didn't have any experiences for... No, not for, not for the first four years I was there. And 
there was like one of the places I was really uncomfortable was this big long corridor. And I think it's that idea of being chased down a big long corridor or you don't really have anywhere to go. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Corridors are quite restrictive as well. Yeah, so you'd nowhere yeah. you'd nowhere to hide, you've nowhere to really you've nowhere to run to except forward or backward. So big long corridors in it used to freak me out. And I, probably psychologically that was why. One morning I went to work and it was a Monday morning, it was a bank holiday Monday and it was snowing. I always remember it because I had just started driving and I crashed my car on the way to work. But that's beside the point. I've improved now with age. And I was, it was 10 o'clock in the morning and I was on my break and I was stood outside smoking a cigarette and another girl was with me. I looked up and in the building opposite me, and it was three floors up in the middle window, there was a woman staring back at me. And I don't mean, she wasn't misty, she wasn't see-through, she didn't like appear and then disappear. She was stood there staring back at me. How many female patients did you have? We had about 15. And it definitely wasn't a female patient? It absolutely was not a female patient. And what made it so categorical? Is that because you knew all the patients? Well, I knew all the patients. This building that day was now used as an admin building. And because it was a bank holiday on Monday, there was no admin staff in, right? And that gets important later. But I looked at her and she looked at me she acknowledged like she not acknowledged me she didn't like wave or wink but she I felt like she was watching me yeah not like that she was some sort of you know ghost caught in time and was reliving something she was aware of my presence as someone in a window high up would do if they could see people below. yeah, yeah so and she um she didn't like disappear she just drifted away from the window so while I was watching her, she moved to my left away from the window. And it was a really unnatural movement. And it was only at that point that I went, something is not right here. Because previously I was like, oh shit, I've been caught smoking. I'm not supposed to be out smoking. I'm supposed to be in working because my break was over like 10 minutes yeah. ago. But and that was my first thought. Then I sort of thought about what she had looked like and I can still see her now and this is the bit that really freaks me out because it's amazing what your brain doesn't register yeah at, at, at like instantaneously and I saw her and she had sort of shoulder length wavy black hair she was wearing a white dress which really makes it sound very wanky yeah like and stereotypical Victorian ghost story yeah doesn't yeah. it which is yeah. really annoying I wish she was wearing like tracky bottoms and that a would, hoodie. That would be amazing. Drinking a can. Yeah, absolutely. Then I'd be like, God damn it, somebody's broken in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She um, didn't have eyes, which is the terrifying part. You said she looked at you though. But she she was watching me. This yeah. is the bit that makes it really unbelievable. Yeah. I knew that she had registered that I was there and she was watching me, but she had like dark hollows for eyes. Okay, so it wasn't like a Ken doll downstairs. It was like... No, no, she wasn't like an eye eunuch. <laughs> I was just imagining like a smooth forehead straight into a nose because that would that's be kind terrifying. of scary as well. Yeah, wouldn't it? That's awful. Yeah, that's why. Can I had. you imagine? That'd be awful. It'd be terrible. Oh my god. That's, that's what I was thinking, but no, no, she, no, had, she had like, and it sounds really Hollywoodized and ridiculous, but that was what she looked like, and it only registered with me in the moments that she drifted away. Yeah. And, uh, but you would have also got some kind of glimpses to where she was looking if she had hollows, like even if she didn't have eyes. Yeah, so she say, definitely, yeah. definitely was looking down at me. And oh, it was just giving me the heebie-jeebies even thinking about it. Ugh, ugh, makes me sick. But there was um, the girl that I was with. I never said anything because yeah. I just didn't. I don't know why I didn't say anything, but I didn't. 
And then about 30 seconds later, the girl I was with just ran, like full pelt ran. And a lot of our patients were quite violent. So all of our doors had big, um, those big old like prison keys. Nice. And to get into the door, to each door, you had to have a master key. And she was frantically trying to get her keys in the door. And I was going, oh my God, what is it? What's wrong? And she was like, did you not see that girl? And I was like, oh. I've got actual like goosebumps. I've heard this story before as well. And I was like, well, yeah, I did see her actually. And then she really freaked out. Like she was really, really panicked about it. And I said, no, we're not going to panic. I'm going to go speak to somebody in case somebody has broken into that building. So I went to the nurse in charge and I explained to her what happened. She immediately was like, it's a ghost. (laughs) It is a ghost. And I was like, well, it might not be. Like somebody might have broken into that building and we have an obligation to make sure that somebody hasn't. Yeah, absolutely. Or could it have been one of your patients up there? Could have easily been one of the patients who had like gotten out, whatever, you know, these things sometimes happen. Um, But I went to find a security guard and I ended up finding um, a guy who was a psychiatric nurse and he was kind of in charge of the the buildings that day. And I never met him before. Like, I didn't know who he was, but I just went up to him and I said, can you please check and see who's meant to be in the child and family admin offices today? And he said, nobody. And I was like, no, but you need to check. I explained to him what happened. And in his psychiatrist way, he started talking about like shared hallucinations and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, I appreciate that. But I'm not telling you I saw a ghost. I'm telling you I saw a woman. Yeah. And I want you to go. kind of needs to investigate. Yeah, I need you to investigate. So he did, in fairness to him. And I think he was only trying to like placate me because he thought, you know, look at this mental bitch. (laughs) Is she actually a patient? But he. he, No. Okay, just checking. Now I don't know because you said all that (laughs) Shutter Island stuff and I feel really paranoid that I actually was. You got out now, so you must be better. I'm actually Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, but so he went and checked the sign in, I guess, for who was meant to be in that building, and it, there was nobody meant to be in. We checked all the doors, and those particular doors were more modernised, and they had the code locks. And he was like, okay. if anybody had gotten in, those alarms would be going off. Checked everything. There was nobody in the building, and no way for anybody to get into the building. And actually, it's not like if so, if it was someone that had broken in the alarms would have been going. And if it yeah. was someone that was might have not given their intention to be there, but was there accidentally... The alarms would have been going. Yeah, and they're also... Or if they'd have known how to reset the alarm, there's no actual reason for them to keep themselves concealed. Would they? They'd just be like, oh yeah, sorry, it's me. Yeah, so there was like, no... There was kind of... For me, and I know somebody listening to this is going to go, well, surely this is what happened. For me, there was no logical ex- explanation to it. it. When I think about it now and the fact that it has stayed with me you know, all these years later, I can still see her face. Like something happened in that moment that wasn't, that wasn't human. Like it wasn't. And I spoke to lots of people about it because I I just found the whole story really interesting. And the guy who told me the story originally about the light switches on the wall, I was telling him about it. And he rolled up his sleeves. His, all the hair in his arms were standing up on end. And I said, Alan, what is it? And he just went, I see her all of the time. And I was like, what What do you mean? So he used to work the night shift. Yeah. And when you worked the night shift, all the patients would be in bed and they, they, they slept in these big dormitories. And at the end of the dormitory, you'd have a night office, which was all glass. So you could obviously see who was coming and going. And if patients were getting up to go to the toilet, whatever it was. When he was working the night shift, he used to be in the night office and he'd see in his peripheral vision, a patient run past regularly. Yeah. The first couple of times he got up and checked and there was never a patient out of bed. There was never any anybody disturbed or never anybody 
anywhere else in the building. So he was like, eventually I just stopped checking. Because he said she has long black hair and a white dress or a white like whatever. And that was all he could see of her. But he used to see her all the time and always only in his peripheral vision, like Uh. running by. But you could easily explain that as it's a night shift. You're exhausted. Dark as well. You see things in the dark that sometimes yeah, you on do, there as well, But you? I don't know if you see things. Do you ever see things that are moving in the dark? No, very rarely. Do you know you see things like you look at your coat hanging up and you think, that's it, I'm going to be murdered. Yeah. And then you stare at it, waiting for it to move, and it never really moves and you just fall asleep. Yeah. And then you have nightmares. The blue faced ladies. The blue faced ladies. <laughs> this is Dan's current nightmares about the blue faced lady, and it's directly related to the haunting of Hill House, which but, is but is not a character in the no, haunting. it's not. Well, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This is my life. This is what I live with. <laughs> Just ramblings about the blue faced lady. Um, so, what are your thoughts? Uh, I don't like it because it's scary. Um, <laughs> but I've got lots of questions in terms of like. Who do you think it was? Do you think it, do you get the impression it was like a patient, or do you think it might have been like the old matron, if that's the right word? No, I felt like it was a patient. Okay, and I don't know, like, but then I think my inf- my ideas about that are like influenced. So you know, I have a psychic aunt. Yes, not an aunt, like the creature, an insect. Like, just to that, clarify, you, you actually pronounced it aunt. Then, like, did I? Yeah, it was it was clear. Like I knew what you were talking about. Oh, sometimes I'm I do think my accent. Yeah, sometimes oh, I do word. think you're talking about an insect, but. I'm not. Okay. A tiny, tiny little psychic insect. How great would that be? They do exist. Okay, no. yeah, sorry, they do exist. See what I mean about Dan believing everything is really annoying. Um, But my psychic aunt, I was talking to her about it and she said, oh, she's a patient. Her name is Sarah. She was put in because she, I don't know, I can't remember what she said actually, so I clearly didn't listen that well, because she got pregnant out of wedlock. Which happened all the time. Yeah, this is, I mean, they're all really common things that you could say. You, you know, you yeah. worked in, a, in a, a lunatic asylum. So a patient, 90% probably likely to be a patient. Sarah, very common name. Yeah, and in Ireland to be incarcerated because you got pregnant at wedlock was really common. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Absolutely like, crazy. So you can see how there's like loads of anger in one particular building and in one place. Yeah. And obviously people are going to feel that. But yeah. So do you think she appears i was gonna say apparates but that's not the right word is it appears let's just use we'll use appears do you think that she appears as a result of the energy that is that has been there for 100 years of the sadness and the anger and the things like that or do you think that it doesn't work like that i don't really know because i never saw her again and there's a part of me that's like god damn it just come and talk to me or like I don't know, like, why did, why, why bother just appearing and fucking eyeball or lack of eyeball me from a window (laughs) and then disappear? Like, it just seems really pointless. And that's what frustrates me about it. And the whole bit about her appearing, you know, at nighttime when nurses are working and blah, 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 blah. Like, I, there's no evidence of that. There's no proof of that. And working the night shift is too much, there's too much in that to, you know, there's too much tiredness, too much lack of awareness as to what's actually going on around you to say that oh definitely 100% she used to appear all the time it's just a good part of the story yeah if I was to say like is she a result of all the anger and all the sadness no I think she's a she's just an entity in her own right yeah because you you said that you felt like she was actually looking at you and it wasn't like a because there's there's some sort of theories that like a lot of ghosts are just residual energy, so they do things that they were doing when they were alive, and it's yeah, just yeah. So like knocking about like, but why are they never knocking about doing like weird stuff? You know the way like residual energy, and they talk about how yes, they're you know putting the kettle on or whatever. Um, but why you know all the weird stuff you do in secret, like 
talking to yourself in the car. Well, you don't know that they're not doing that because you only hear bits of it, don't you? So, like, yeah, but if you if you were like in, living in a big castle that was haunted, yeah, why are you not see some? Why are you not seeing like entities? I don't know. Taking a dump, having a shit, <laughs> <laughs> just having a shit. Or maybe, like, if that's what you spend ninety yeah. percent of your time doing it's a when fair you're point. alive, which is obviously what the average human that is the amount of time the average human spends having a shit. Yeah. But why are they not doing, like, weird stuff? Why are they not... There's that reason there, you know, where it's like, um, why are ghosts all, like, old Victorian ghosts? Why are they not... Why is not... Why are you not woken up in the middle of the night by somebody shouting Britney? You know, like, that guy... Yeah. What was that What was that meme? Where he's like, leave Britney alone! Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, why does that not happen? That's a good question, but maybe it will. Maybe it takes a certain amount of time to pass before you start seeing them. Like, maybe it's... I don't know, it's an interesting interesting idea because i tend to think like footsteps would be like you know you were saying about the footsteps that they used to hear i tend to think that they would be like residual like i feel like that would just be something that happened like if you think how many times you walk up and down a hall or even if you work in sainsbury's how many times you walk or haunted sainsbury's is a good story um how many times you walk up and down an aisle like the amount of footsteps you it's just a constant imprint isn't it and now they say you know how they say like stone and natural stuff i'm going off on a massive tangent like holds that energy because but I think that's absolute shite. That is that is just bandied around by these, you know, paranormal experts in inverted commas. Like, why are you a paranormal expert? What What have you done to make yourself a paranormal expert? Nothing. Read books. You no. They, they, that's how you become an expert on anything. The most of them haven't even read books. They've just they've literally watched Most Haunted, and they're like, "My God, that's I could a do very that." Very poor reference point. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the point. Everything's a poor reference point. How do people know that stone is a natural conduit for spirits? Nobody knows that. But it's ridiculous. But it might be, like, I don't actually know this, so this is a bit of a stab in the dark, but it might be based off of, like, ancient lore, as in L-O-R-E. <laughs> oh, I think you said ancient lore. No, no. I was like, oh, livid. <laughs> so, like, Native Americans and, like, the Druids and stuff like that, because they, all their, all their sort of, that sort of nature stuff is all based around elements, isn't it? That's the, yeah, the it idea. is. That's true. So maybe it is. I, I don't know. Stone no, I'm was not, an element, uh, though. Stone is, is one of the <laughs> six elements. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, like, it's natural, like... Ele- you know, I know what you mean. I'm only, I'm only just being facetious. That's interesting. I think, like, the story of your place would be better if she was the matron and she was, like, keeping a watch over her inmates from the top office. Cause that'd be well, scary. yeah, they were inmates back in the day. Yeah, but that's what... I've, it'd be scarier yeah. rather than her being a patient. But they could be... They're the same ghost, aren't well, they? Well, I'm very been... sorry that my but ghost no. <laughs> experience was not scary enough for you. Next time, I'll try and make sure that it's somebody that you want me to see. Just, just do what everybody else does and fabricate a little bit of the detail. <laughs> Okay, I'll be like, and she was wearing a giant hat. She had a badge on that said matron. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's just because like, I think although they, what you've told us would suggest that, that they are the same ghost, there's two very different behaviours there because yeah. the woman that was watching you is very ethereal and, and it seems very serious, whereas someone running past the doorway is very childlike and almost... Well, it is, and that's that kind of... It brings me back to the point I originally made where it's like you will hang your hat on anything that anybody tells you not yeah. you specifically oh, I mean right. no because I what do. you also do yeah. but that's not the point but like if I I told him I saw this woman in a white dress and dark hair and he immediately then grappled and grabbed hold of something that he had seen and imprinted what I had seen onto his just so he could understand it or yeah. or to make it more accessible for himself because nobody wants to be able to say like you know, nobody wants to have to say, oh my God, I was so tired that I started hallucinating. But no. it does happen. Like people with narcolepsy, because they don't sleep, they literally hallucinate. Yeah, and I, I've 
done it plenty of times before myself. Yeah, you have. <laughs> you were ridiculous. Um, but then I had like another incident when I was working in when I was working in um in the asylum and there was a patient who didn't mix with the other patients and she couldn't speak and you know um she was completely non-verbal but she used to sit in the middle of the floor and I was cleaning the dormitory around her and I left for about I'd say about a minute and came back and all the furniture had moved. Now I immediately <sighs> was like shit that's weird but I hadn't seen her I hadn't realized she was still there and she had really quickly gotten up and sort of stumbled about and moved all the furniture because I moved I just moved it all back again and I was like okay well I'm just gonna pretend that didn't happen and then I left and I came back and it had moved again and then I realized she was there she had just been hidden from my view yeah but it would have been very easy for me to walk away and go and all the furniture moved it was like poltergeist so I think we're dealing with two separate ghosts here because it fits into my matron narrative because, <laughs> because why are you so obsessed with this matron narrative because is this like some sort of thing that you've got going on it's not a king core fetish is but, it <laughs> no it's not I'm just thinking in terms of storyline so because looking at it as let's say we're not talking about ghosts let's say we're talking about people okay so actual people so you say you see a lady in the window yeah and someone else sees someone run past them yeah on multiple times you would probably come to the conclusion in the natural world that they are two different things right yeah because a lady that is very formal, not formally dressed, but just formal in the way that she just carries herself and something running past an energetic is opposites almost, aren't they? They're very different things. Yeah. You'd say one is probably a child, right? So that suggests to me that they are different entities, right, on the basis of that. Now, the guy said that the one that he saw had very similar characteristics to what you said, black hair, white dress, but... He only ever saw it in his peripheral vision yeah, running true. past. If you think about someone running past you, you don't get any detail. No, you don't. You get a person. You wouldn't even be able to tell the sex of that person from something running in your peripheral. You wouldn't be able to see that. No. So to me, they're separate ghosts. And that means I can have a matron. Okay, well, you have your matron then. An evil matron. Uh, okay, you have Making your... Making sure that nobody leaves. Uh, ever. Okay, well, I left. No, or did patient. I? <laughs> yeah, did you? Yeah. <laughs> or did I? <laughs> but it, it, it is all about like... I mean, the, the building itself, and I put this on our Instagram earlier, it, it used to be surrounded by 10-foot walls because the, the patients weren't medicated. And in a time before... Or mental in a lot of cases. Like, they weren't actually ill. So oh, yeah. you'd be so, trying to escape, wouldn't you? If someone yeah, just put you in there and there's nothing wrong with The ones that there were um, that had mental illnesses or intellectual disabilities, obviously they weren't medicated at all. Yeah. And they had a 10-foot wall around the compound and people like would say to me, oh, I remember when you'd hear them screaming, hear them like they were, you know, a separate species. You could hear them screaming beyond the walls. And somebody actually wrote a book about it called um, When the Walls Came Tumbling Down. Yeah. I've never been able to get my hands on it. But somebody wrote a book about it because it was such an integral um, part of the town, this fear. And everyone just referred to it as the mental. Yeah. This fear of the mental. And it's still an operating um, psychiatric unit. But I worked in the part that was... Um, for people with intellectual disabilities but it it is you know if you've got a building in your community that is so steeped in history and such a negative history automatically when you walk into that building you're going to be like oh i bet you it's haunted i mean i didn't because i didn't really care and i didn't really but i would have i do that with every building again <laughs> every single every building, building. Into, no matter what it is yeah. it's haunted it's a new build yes I mean it's haunted Indian burial grounds ancient <laughs> Native American burial ground um, <laughs> <laughs> well that's my story yeah it's a good story I was going to say something actually but 
it slipped my mind. So I'm not going to be able to You keep doing this. this. You're like the worst person to have a podcast. It's because with. I have like a thousand thoughts at a minute and I, I just have to grasp at them. Um, like... But what, no, that's what I was going to say. So also there's there's a tendency towards the, the negative and the dramatic as well, isn't there? So yeah. if you if you said, oh, I was working in the... Um, in the psychiatric unit and I saw an angel, everybody would go, <laughs> yeah, right, okay. But if you said, oh, I was working in the psychiatric unit and I saw a ghost or even a demon, everybody would be like, <gasps> That's very true, really? actually. Because there's a tendency towards the dramatic. It's not very, like, if you say, you know, the nice ghost, the friendly ghost, like Casper. Yeah, who's she, real. He, yeah, he's the exception, to be fair. It's actually he's got, a documentary. He's got a, he's got a movie franchise. Um, but the nice ghosts are the ones that you hear yeah. less about, aren't they, really? Nobody, like... Nobody really cares a lot about them. Even if you think about, and I know this is like the 18th reference, but even if you think about ghost adventures, the time, Christ. the time that they spend on the ghosts that are just doing like normal things is very minimal. And the time they spend on the ghosts that are apparently attacking them is because it makes for better television. It makes for better story. People like dramatic, don't they? That's true. Okay. Shall we leave it there? Yeah. Why Shall not? we wrap it up? Yep. If you want to contact us, which I'm absolutely sure everybody who hears this podcast will want to contact us. I don't even know if anybody's going to listen to it. Have we got contact? Yeah. Oh, all of our like two listeners who's going to be me and you um i'll send you a message later yeah thanks we have uh your story was shit <laughs> <laughs> definitely signed, a matron definitely a matron <laughs> signed guess who p.s why were there no matrons <laughs> um our email is real life ghost stories podcast at gmail.com i did this earlier by the way look at this new I knowledge know. and our twitter is at real ghost pod because our name was too long to have an actual Twitter handle, which is very yeah, annoying. So is so is ours. Oh really? Yeah. We'll talk. Well, I'll give you a little <laughs> shout out when I'm famous. Don't worry. And our Instagram is Real Life Ghost Stories. So come and speak to us. I I'm gonna try every time we do an episode to put up pictures and stuff. I've put up pictures on Instagram and Twitter of the asylum that I used to work in, so you can see that it's actually real. How exciting! And Dan has seen it in real life. I have. Yeah, it's quite an intimidating building. It's very intimidating building. And it's also opposite a prison, which does not help with the with the whole um, aesthetic but it's good for learner journeys <laughs> it's good for what? <laughs> progress journeys it was a bad joke oh I didn't get it no it's not really funny that's why I oh I didn't get me. it and um, yeah so if you if you enjoyed it make sure that you let us know and if you hated it don't bother telling us because we'll know by the lack of um, interaction but thank you for listening <laughs>